villains. Each episode, I'll be joined by two guests to take a look at a different type of villain. We're going to do a horror movie villain, an animated movie villain, a gangster movie villain. Today, we're doing the most interesting superhero movie villain who's ever been. We're doing Jesse Eisenberg's Lex Luthor. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. We're not doing that. We're doing... Eric Stevens. Graduated Annapolis, age 19, MIT for grad school. Joined the SEALs and went straight to Afghanistan where he wrapped up confirmed kills like it was a video game. Started calling him Killmonger. He joined a JSOC ghost unit. Now these guys are serious. They will drop off the grid so they can commit assassinations and take down governments. Did he reveal anything about his identity? He has a war dog tattoo, but we have no record of him. Killmonger. I'm Shay Serrano, that's Kara Brown, that's Chris Ryan. Two people who know that just because something works doesn't mean it can't be improved. Let's go. We're going to start with the plot of the movie first. I'm going to run through it and then feel free to jump in if I miss something or get something wrong. Because there's a lot. There's a lot going on in Black Panther. Tons of stuff happens. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do the bare bones version and I'm going to ignore all comic book related things. Good. Black Panther starts with T'Challa, Prince of Wakanda, stepping into the role of the King of Wakanda. And I didn't realize this. I'm going to jump off script already. Right <laughs> <laughs> we got, we we got, got like one, 35 seconds in the movie. one sentence in. But I, no, I didn't realize this until I rewatched it recently to get ready for this. Because in my head, T'Challa has been the king of Wakanda for like years. Right. Yeah. Like, that's just who he is. Since he's shown up in my life, he's been that. But watching the movie, I realized, like, he becomes it at the beginning and then, like a week later, he gets overthrown. Yeah, like that's a tough. That's a tough start it's to a the short rule. Rain. Didn't start out so great. He's beginning the process of becoming king. He goes through the crowning ceremony at Warrior Falls with other descendants of royal blood who can challenge him for the throne. He gets challenged by Mbaku. He defeats him, and then he becomes king. Meanwhile, over in London, we get introduced to Eric Stevens, who's we're going to find out is Killmonger. He's teamed up with Ulysses Claw. And they're stealing some vibranium from a museum to sell it on the black market. This all turns out to be a ruse, because really what Killmonger is doing is he's setting the pieces in place so he can return to Wakanda and exercise his blood right to challenge for the throne. And he wants to do this very badly for two reasons. Number one, his father was a Wakandan defector who was living in Oakland and ended up getting killed by the then king of Wakanda, uh, T'Chaka, T'Challa's father. T'Chaka confronted him about him having worked with Ulysses to steal some vibranium. He ends up having to kill him. And two, and this is really what takes Killmonger from being one of those like, oh, something bad happened to me as a kid. And so now I'm a villain, like level of characters and advances him up to like the top level of interesting, compelling, complicated movie characters. But Killmonger wants to use the technology and the weapons that they have in Wakanda to liberate all of the black people in the world. I've got a section called Four Interesting Things, and I'm going to throw these four things out there. Do you know what Marvel movie it was that Wakanda made its first appearance? Of course I don't know that. Is it Ultron? (laughs) It was Age of Ultron? It was not Age of Ultron. It was way back in 2010. Iron (laughs) Iron Man 2, it happens. It's a really quick little thing. It's Tony Stark and Nick Fury, Mm -hmm. and they're just hanging out talking. And in the background, there's a map, like a world map, and you can see the continent of Africa. And there are some places highlighted on there, one in the ocean, one over here, but one of them is Wakanda. 
Is it like mm-hmm. Wakanda question mark? Yeah, it's just a thing. You don't see exactly <laughs> okay. what it is. Is it the only country that's labeled? It's like all of Africa and then just that's, Wakanda. Yeah, just right there. That's the only one. That's a good map. I don't know how people catch this stuff when they're watching the movie. I had no idea. I saw this and I was like, that's not true. And then I went back. Oh, that is. That's actually <laughs> true. Interesting. Number two, this is a tiny thing and a quick thing. But there's a scene where Shuri is showing T'Challa the new Black Panther suits. Yeah. And she gives him one of two options. They have the, it's like a gold necklace with the, with the, with the big gold teeth on there and the suit hides in there. Or there's like a more understated one. And it's basically a string with the silver teeth. And she's like, you know, which one of these do you want? And T'Challa says, I mean, the gold one is, uh, you know, I kind of want this one, but the point is to be unnoticed. So let me get the other one over here. And they don't address it directly. But when Killmonger becomes king, he's wearing the big. I did notice that. Gold the gold one. one. Yeah. Yeah. He wants to be seen. He wants to. He likes a little bling. <laughs> yeah. He's, uh, he's out there. Number three. You remember the scene where they bring Ross into Wakanda the first time he's floating on the thing. Yeah. They pull the sheet back and Shuri is like, oh, great. Another broken white boy for us to fix. <laughs> You know the first broken white boy was? Peyton Manning. I do. It was not Peyton Manning. <laughs> I don't remember his name, but it's the cutie that showed up in Avengers. Yeah. Oh, it's Bucky uh, Barnes. Bucky, Bucky Barnes. Yeah, there right. we go. Right. I, didn't, I didn't put the t- Like I saw it when I were watching the movie. I saw the movie with my wife and my kids. We're really excited. That scene happens. You laugh. Ha ha ha. What a funny joke. And then at the very end of the movie, they do the Bucky Barnes like yeah. reveal. But I didn't connect those two things together until I was rewatching it again like a couple of weeks ago. And I knew that that happened. And then that line, because she says another, it jumps out. Mm-hmm. All right. This is the last one. And then we're going to get into the questions. Uh, and this is, I'm not sure if this is a fan theory or something a little more complicated than that. But there's, there's an idea out there that Killmonger was not like operating on his own. He was a plant by the CIA. And the theory goes, this is what it is. This is what it is. And it's complicated. <laughs> I'm going to try to keep it in order. But we're, we're supposed to be believe in the movie that nobody knows like, what Wakanda is and the secrets of it. Um, But in this particular theory, they say, okay, the CIA knows about what's going on in Wakanda and they're trying to figure out a way to get in there. And there's no way they know they can't attack them because they they're outgunned. And so they're trying to figure out a way in there. They happen to come across Eric Stevens. They figure out who his father was. They, you know, they're keeping track of all these people. So they decide to train him. Like it's just too much of a coincidence that he's trained in doing exactly what needs to be done in Wakanda. But doesn't mm-hmm. Ross act like he's just like, what is this? Yeah. He does he act up. like that. But that's what that's a bad guy does. Do you think yeah. it's a whole... That's what a bad guy does. Can I ask is cause... Ross the bad guy? I think Ross is just riding shotgun in this yeah. whole thing, and he's like amenable to whatever breaks. He's yeah. charming you is what Sometimes he's doing. Sometimes I think we give the CIA a little too much credit <laughs> like for having like a five-decade plan to get into Wakanda. That's what you got to do. Also, I want to know, like, what's the fans? Like, is there evidence or is it just like... A thought I had that I'm going to put out there. It's a thought that we had. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the, like one thing with fan theories is that if you have a theory that is not disprovable, right. you can get traction. So if I can't say, well, like there's this whole other Black Panther movie where the CIA is like, we have no idea who Eric Stevens mm-hmm. is. We have no idea what's going on in Wakanda. There's not that. So I guess right. I can't prove that theory wrong. Here's why I like this one, though. I like this theory for two reasons. Number one, because if we assume that this is part of the movie, mm-hmm. then cool. Like there's always an evil white person in charge anyway. <laughs> it's more of that. Yeah. And if we want to say, well, we don't want to do that. We don't want to have like the white people in charge. Then it becomes like a background thing that Ryan Coogler, the director did just like as a little hat tip, like I'm just going to sneak this in there and right. 
Disney's not going to catch it. Like, either way, it's not going to catch way, it. I think it's interesting. <laughs> Martin Freeman's character does say, like, he's one of ours. Yeah. So I guess there's some credence to it. First question, and this is the most basic one, also the one I'm typically the most interested in. But why is Killmonger scary? First of all, is he scary? Are you scared of Killmonger? Um, I've never been like super into Michael B. Jordan. Like I like him as an actor, but like as a woman, I've never been like super, super attracted to him. We're already fighting. (laughs) However, that shot of him in the museum with the hair and like those kind of dumb drop crop pants, but I was like, oh, this is working for me. (laughs) And so in that moment, I was like, oh, I'm down for this. Okay. Like instantly. Right. Um, So when I first saw him, I was not, I was not scared. I was like, oh, and the glasses. Mm -hmm. I liked the glasses a lot. I mean, I guess my my big interest in him is the fact that he's human. You know, yeah. I mean, so many of these superhero movies, but especially the Marvel movies, have villains that are like, I'm a god of time and I come out of rock and I can reverse <laughs> all the atoms in your body. And you're just like, oh, what's your name again? And in this case, it's just like a very, very, very recognizable human traumatized person who has become a villain due to circumstances mm-hmm. rather than like. I'm this agent of chaos from another galaxy or dimension. Right. So there's no moment during this movie where you're like, good. Well, when he murdered his girlfriend. Yeah. I mean, there's not, plenty of not that. Not into that. Yeah. I think the other thing is, and maybe maybe this is a good thing, but like I was not scared of him in the same way. And obviously it's a superhero movie. And I know that T'Challa is going to win at the end. Mm-hmm. But so it made like the journey of it a little bit more interesting, knowing that he wasn't like, it wasn't that scary to me. And so I was like, what's he going to do in the meantime? Because right. I'm not worried yeah. that he's going to destroy Wakanda. But like, what is he going to mess with while he's there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that his redemption is kind of an underlying thing in the whole movie where you're kind of like, maybe, maybe they can team up. Maybe he'll save him. Maybe he'll change his mind. But then there's a couple of things that I'm sure we'll talk about that Killmonger does throughout the movie where you're like, ah, is a bad guy. Yeah. You know? Did you watch this in the theater the first time when it oh, came I out? Oh, I saw it three times the week it opened. <laughs> okay. yeah. yeah, this is probably like yeah. one of the most anticipated movies of the last two or three years. Yeah. I mean, the first time, you know, you see him is probably, we, we're probably, what, June 2017 is when the teaser came yeah. out. And that's where you see Killmonger with the mask standing outside of where uh, Ulysses is getting interrogated. And you're mm-hmm. like, what is, this is amazing. Yeah. This is a great look, you know? One, I, thing, one thing I do know about the mask is that's from the comic books. I did read oh, that. Okay. Okay. I'll throw that one comic book thing No, I'm not, like, I've been, I have felt the superhero genre has been oversaturated. So I haven't, like, when I was younger, when I was in high school, like, I loved the Spider-Man mm-hmm. movies, like the Tobey Maguire movies. Yes. And sort of since then, I'm like, there's just so much. And so this was the first one in a while where I'm like, I'm going to do the thing and go on Thursday night and I'm going to, it's going to be crowded and I'm going to wait and all of that. And I saw it with a group of black people, obviously. Mm -hmm. And, and it was like a real, it was a real event. Yeah. And I, I didn't really see it coming too, because like, I haven't, I didn't know a ton about Black Panther. There's no way you could have known that it was going to be this good. No. Like even when you saw the pictures and you saw, oh, Coogler's directing it and Michael B. Jordan is in it and we, and Chadwick and everybody's in there. There was no way you knew it was going to be like a legit Oscar contender type of a movie. Yeah. There's just no way. So my wife and my kids and I, we do like Friday family movie night, right? Every Friday we're watching a movie. Usually it's at the house. But when Black Panther came out, we went to the theater to go see it. And we go to the movies to see a lot of movies. Like we just went to see this, this small foot one or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's always a thing where you just know you're going to sit there for two hours and be bored when I got to watch like a baby be a boss or whatever. (laughs) But with the Black Panther, we got in there and it's like, this is fucking incredible. I really, really like this. 
All right, the first actual category. This is called worst behavior. Yeah. Uh, Our committee of three, we had to figure out what the most villainous thing is that Killmonger does during the course of the movie. I'm going to throw some out there, and then we'll go through each one and figure out which one it was. All right, first option. When he betrays and then kills Claw. Uh, in comparison to everything else he does, that, is that fine? That, that seemed like a net win for everybody. Yeah. Okay. I have a couple of questions about the Claw Killmonger relationship. Sure. Maybe I've missed something, but I don't understand. Why does Killmonger need to befriend Claw? What's going on here? Well, isn't it that Claw is like the only other person who has been to Wakanda? Yeah. He so has been there. Yeah. He has yeah. been there. So he's the only person right who's not Wakandan who's been there and so I guess the rationale is he'll know a way in he's also his death is something of value to the Wakandan people so having his body no, literally I get, I is get the that. key to the kingdom he get, he shows up yeah. with the body mm-hmm. as like a, a trophy for Wakabi mm-hmm. hey here's the guy you've been trying to catch I caught him but like why do we need to be friends because he doesn't ask would you say they're friends yeah they're working together he say he you rescues him. You and I are him. friends. I don't know. I mean, like, I don't know if I would call it, say Ulysses good, and Eric are like, good, do you want to get a beer good, after good we friends. rob this Listen, museum? If you get kidnapped by the government and they're interrogating you, I'm not going to break in and save you. <laughs> but Killmonger did for Claw. But I don't understand why they have to do that because he doesn't ask him where Wakanda is. Right. He just straight up kills him. Yeah. When it's time to kill him. Like, why do we need the whole dancing around? I don't know. Okay. So this one's out. It's not that one. About when he kills Zuri, Uncle James. Good old Uncle James stabs him. Oh, with yeah, the... that was, I didn't love that. Yeah, that's it's a, tough. It's a bad break. That okay. was bad. When he throws T'Challa off the cliff. But, oh, but specifically, he's like talking shit to him and yeah. then throws him off and then continues to talk shit. Is this your kid? The Black Panther. Who's supposed to lead you into the future? Come on, brother. Is there nothing that can be done? Him. He's supposed to protect you. I mean, he's fine. That's also within the realm of what you're supposed to do when you're having that fight, right? right. Okay. You're supposed to fight to the death. That's, yeah. a, that's a fair argument. All right. Here's what I didn't anticipate going into the movie. Uh, and this is maybe the first real contender. When he chokes the elder woman in the, oh, in the yeah. garden with herbs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's like, hey, burn all this down. And she's like, no, we, we don't do that. And he grabs her by the throat and picks her up off of the ground, this like 60-year-old woman, yeah. and he's like, burn it. Do what I tell you to do. Another king. Yeah, go ahead and burn all that. My king, we cannot do that. It is our tradition. When I tell you to do something, I mean that shit. Burn it all. Like that, I, I expected for Killmonger to do a lot of bad things. His name is Killmonger. He's going to kill a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. Choking an old woman. I didn't see that one coming. And I mean, all it's the choking and also I thought the burning of the purple drank plants. I don't know what they're called, but that's what it looks like. The heart-shaped herb. The yeah. heart-shaped, they should have come up with a better name. They just, they just like, said what it looked yeah, like. They just, like yeah. Tactically, I get it. We are just like, just make sure this never happens to me. And I will say that when he does do that to the to the elder, it, he's like coming out of that in, in, incredible flashback dream mm-hmm. sequence right. where he's with his father. But yeah, that's still a really I, bad. Look. And I think if you want to get very like 
heady with it. Like it's he's sort of coming in and there's all of this talk about like colonization and sort of like he has the language of colonizers. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, the sun will never set on Wakanda. We're going to send vibranium weapons out to our war dogs. They'll arm oppressed people all over the world so they can finally rise up and kill those in power and their children and anyone else who takes their side. It's time they know the truth about us. We're warriors. The world's going to start over, and this time we're on top. The sun will never set on the Wakandan Empire. Right. And so when he comes in and is like burning their sacred plant, yeah. it's definitely, I think, meant to be this sort of metaphor for like he's coming in and something that's a tradition and very important to them, and he's burning that to the ground. Mm -hmm. This option, when he slits the throat of the, the one woman when they're fighting, the Dora Malaji. Or Malaya. Yeah. yeah, that sucked. That's, that was that's bad. a tough yeah. one. Yeah. That was maybe, that was like, because he doesn't kill that many people He's like for six. someone named Killmonger. Yeah, right. And yeah. like to slit her throat too. That's a hard way to Yeah. 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 I don't know. That's a tough one. Or you mentioned this one when he shoots his girlfriend. <laughs> I think the girlfriend was worse because... <laughs> Yeah. She was <laughs> she was definitely like my bad. I'm sorry for getting killed. <laughs> exactly. I ride or die with you. We're making out outside of this this I robbery. Hope you, I hope you steal the vibranium from the museum. Yeah. Like I'm down for the cause, and you're gonna shoot me in the head. I got probably a low paying job at a museum <laughs> cafe. I had to have worked there for weeks. Right. Like weeks. I can, can we talk out. a little bit about the, the museum curator? Should we? <laughs> a little that, bit. The lady who gets, oh, like, yeah. whose flat white gets poisoned. <laughs> She's being rude. She, she is being, being rude. rude. I bet that she did not get anything like trained for that in her doctoral <laughs> program where she was just like, you know, you're going to be showing all these exhibits mm -hmm. at the London, this museum. By the way. Just check your coffee every once in a while. <laughs> Revolutionaries may be coming through. She did, I will say, she did jump rather quickly to, I'm going to have to ask you to leave. Yes. When yeah, I started reviewing, quick. I was like, I mean, maybe he didn't know you can't yeah. buy things at a museum. Yeah. I don't know. Not everyone's been to a bunch of museums, lady. And mm -hmm. she just immediately was like, you're going to have to go. Yeah. Yeah. That was tough. So is that the, is that the most villainous ones that you're, that's I your think, pick? I think the girlfriend. girlfriend. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I think so too. I think because. Girlfriend if, too, because he doesn't really. He doesn't contemplate it. Yeah. He's just like, nah, you're in the way. As soon as she gets in the way. That she's the only Do you think she was ever let, let's say that hadn't happened? Do no, you think she dying. gets on the plane to Wakanda no, with him? No. No, no. Right. no so chance. Then, yeah, that's the worst one. He's not showing up with a queen in hand. <laughs> yeah. He's not doing that. He's gonna choose when he gets there. But yeah, that's the only one that's not like doesn't help his plan any. Right. Every other part is yeah. like a piece of the puzzle. And this one is just like extra. Also, if he's that good of a shot, just shoot just the guy. Shoot yeah, claw shoot, or what's his claw. name? Claw. claw. Yeah, just shoot claw. Can you yeah. imagine him showing Six up in Wakanda with the girlfriend, and being like, "Is this your queen?" It's like, eh, it's complicated. <laughs> we just started seeing each other, but she's really like put herself out there for me. <laughs> this is the next category. This one is the one I was the most excited to talk to you about. Uh, it's called "Maybe He Had a Point," mm. and this is like the whole center of what Killmonger is and and who. Killmonger is, but is there an argument you can make that justifies his actions in the movie? I mean, this is this was like the funny. It was like the best conversation out of the movie because right. it was a lot of like I was talking to like a lot of black people about it, and like he Killmonger to me is like kind of the ultimate hotep. Like this is <laughs> like he this is this is how they speak, and this is like exactly what one of them would do if you know presented with a bunch of vibranium, but. I mean, that is the thing. The point of wanting to liberate black people around the globe is a great one. Mm -hmm. Solid point. But the method 
is not good, which just also feels to me, I was like, it is like a dude to kind of have a good idea and then to just go about it in the worst possible way. <laughs> yeah. He's not, it, it's weird because he is not actually that charismatic in this movie. Right. It's just all force of will and it's might overwrite. You said Michael B. Jordan is not charismatic in this movie? No, I so I really, I can't wait to talk about How this. How dare you? No, I mean, because like, I think that that's actually, that that's a huge part of this movie is uh, positioning Michael B. Jordan in relation to Chadwick Boseman mm-hmm. and the villain versus hero dynamic. Right. The coolest thing about this movie, I mean, among many, is the fact that that was the, one of the main talking points coming mm-hmm. out of it is this idea of ends and means rather than like, oh, do you think that AI will eventually destroy us? Which is usually yeah. what you talk about <laughs> when you come out of a superhero movie. It's like this idea that like, what is what is justifiable when it comes to a political end, you know? Mm-hmm. I think I'm. Well, I think we're all sort of aligned in the same thing. A lot of the stuff that he's saying in the movie is like contradicting the other stuff that he's trying to do. Mm-hmm. Like again, as you're saying, liberating black people is a great. Like that's a good idea. Let's definitely do that. But that's not. That's what he's saying. That's not really what he's trying to do. Like he's not interested in that. He has several lines in the movie where he makes it clear that he's not interested in that. He has a part when him and, and Black Panther are fighting on the railway and he's, Black Panther's like telling him, you're, you're going to ruin the world. And he says, well, the, the world ruined everything that I love. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to make sure everybody feels that. Not I'm going to make sure that it doesn't happen to anybody else. Right. I'm going to make sure you feel what I felt. Well, that's that's the it's sort of this idea of like revenge and justice. And mm-hmm. like what he really wants is to arm black people and for them to cause as much pain and havoc on like white supremacy and the quote unquote white world as they have on black people, which is, I certainly understand the feeling. And I think that like, I would not begrudge anyone. And like, I feel that way sometimes, but you know, that's not, that's not the way that the world continues to turn with any sort of bright future for everyone. And he's a a black ops, like a military operative. Like Mm -hmm. he's been in Afghanistan. He's been in the Middle East. Like he's seen all that and he's done things. And this is the way he knows how to go about doing these missions is just to cause as much chaos, as much turmoil as possible and to have like an endpoint and then just destroy everything on the way to that endpoint. Yeah. 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 When I was reading through all of the different Killmonger articles that are out there, there's one in the Atlantic by Adam Server that I really liked. Um, I thought he had a really good grasp on all of the pieces, but he explained that the Killmonger is a, he was like Magneto. He's the, he, the phrase he uses was the creation of historical trauma. Right? Magneto came out of the mm-hmm. Holocaust. Killmonger didn't. Killmonger's coming out of slavery. So he wasn't interested in liberation. He was interested in war. And he was interested in like in global rule via imperialism, which is the the standard method that America has been using everywhere. And it never works out. And that's what him and T'Challa are arguing about. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you're, you're doing what they're doing. You can't do what they do and not become what they become. It, does, it just doesn't work. It was like the, the central conflict. So is, he, is it okay that he does all of this stuff in the movie? That's the, that's the question we're trying to answer yeah, is, right now. Is it the, fine? The, 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 was Killmonger right question? I mean, I think that liberation is the, is the right goal. It's but that's not what he wanted. You- you don't think so? I don't think so. That's not really what he, I mean, to say something like the sun will never set on Wakanda yeah. is like, that was the moment I think that if you were maybe on board, if you're like a thinking person and you were maybe on board with Killmonger, yeah. when he said that, that should have been the moment when you were like, oh no, yeah, that, yeah. no, no. That's like the, the ode to the British empire, yes. right? Yes. That's what that was. That's what the, 
they pointed which out which didn't turn out super for them. <laughs> I guess the thing is too, though, in comparison to T'Challa, who is practicing a lot of diplomacy and kind of like leading from the middle and trying to find consensus and that can be kind of maddening as well. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that I think is the the juxtaposition of those two is what gives the movie so much, so much fodder for discussion afterwards is because they are presenting two ways which in which to rule. And sometimes neither of them are particularly satisfying. Okay. Let me switch the question a little bit. Was Killmonger's death worth it? Because Wakanda comes out of their, yeah. their isolationism yeah. at the end. Well, like, it, it was, but you know what also would have solved this problem was listening to all of the black women that were talking mm-hmm. in this entire movie that were just like, why don't we help people, T'Challa? I've seen too many in need just to turn a blind eye. I can't be happy here knowing that there's people out there who have nothing. What would you have Wakanda do about it? Share what we have. We could provide aid and access to technology and refuge to those who need it. Other countries do it, we could do it better. We are not like these other countries, Nakia. If the world found out what we truly are, what we possess, we could lose our way of life. Wakanda is strong enough to help others and protect ourselves at the same time. Lupita's the yeah. first one who says yeah, it she's in the, the beginning person. of the movie. In the jump, she was like, why don't we just open the doors a little and help people? And he's yeah. like, nah. And then they do it at the end. I'm like, we didn't have to go through any of that. We've just been like, you know what? Good point. Yeah. Let's take a break from the podcast to record an advertisement. Today's episode of Villains is brought to you by Harry's. Gift shopping for him can seem impossible. Thankfully, Harry's makes long-lasting quality products at a super reasonable price with sets starting at just $10. And if he doesn't love it, returns are quick and hassle-free. They actually sent me a box of this stuff. Harry's is like, it's shaving equipment is what it is. And so I used it. This is going to sound like I'm not telling you the truth. I promise I am. When I was done shaving, I was several inches taller. My jawline looked like Heath Ledger in A Knight's Tale. And I got a phone call from my bank because suddenly I had millions of more dollars in my account. I, I don't know where it came from. I have to assume Harry's was involved some sort of way. That's all true. I promise you that is That's true. Try it. As a special offer for fans of the show, we've partnered with Harry's to give you $5 off any shave set, including their limited edition holiday sets, when you go to harrys.com backslash villains. Plus, you'll get free shipping. This offer is for new and returning customers and is only available for the holidays. Each Harry's shaving set comes with an ergonomic weighted handle with an option to engrave, German-engineered five-blade cartridges that provide a close, comfortable shave, foaming shave gel for a rich lather, a travel cover to protect your blades, or just want something for yourself? Redeem a Harry's trial offer to experience the quality of shave before committing. Get your holiday shopping done early. Free shipping ends on December 12th, so act now. Go to harrys.com backslash villains to get $5 off a shave set while supplies last. That's harrys.com backslash villains. Let's get back to the podcast. Next category, the Jason Statham School for Rehabilitation. <laughs> Are we going to switch it for this particular movie, the Bucky Barnes School for Rehabilitation? <laughs> Bucky Barnes is the villain in Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. Later on, he becomes an ally and a friend. If we assume, let's assume that Killmonger doesn't die. 
we we have this great scene. He pulls his spear out. He falls over. But let's say Black Panther picks him up, runs him to Shuri. Shuri fixes him up. He's fine. He yeah. wakes up a, a couple of days later. Can we rehabilitate him? Can we make him better? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I think that the he hasn't he didn't do anything other than lose to suggest that he might have his mind changed. Like to the end, he was he was still down for all of this happening. And like, I don't know, it didn't I can't imagine a a thoughtful conversation where he's like, you know what? Let's try the diplomacy route. Guys. Yeah, right. And also, I think if if he had given up or had been captured when he first arrives in Wakanda, that's a conversation. But everything that he does in Wakanda, pretty much, you know, it's it's not, it's not going to work out mm-hmm. for him. So he wakes up. He there's a TV in the in the hospital. There's always a TV in the hospital. <laughs> he sees the press conference with T'Challa up there, telling everybody, "Hey, guess what? We're going to share everything with you." He sees that and he doesn't go like. Cool. He's still mad. He's like, I'm still going to yeah, tear Wakanda down. I think he's still mad because he didn't want them to help them with like aid. He wanted everyone to be weaponized. Weaponized. Yeah. yeah. He wanted everyone like suited up and ready to go. And so that feels like that wasn't the solution he was looking for. Right. Yeah. I don't I think, also, I, yeah, I don't think he can be rehabbed. I also really have to say this. Okay. Let because me hear it, it was bothering me so much. And I love this movie and I love Ryan Coogler and it's great. But that last thing that he says when he says, throw me in the ocean with my ancestors mm-hmm. who knew that living in chains mm-hmm. or whatever it was, dying was better than living in chains. Just bury me in the ocean with my ancestors that jumped from the ships because they knew death was better than bondage. If they jumped off the boats... They're not your ancestors, my man. <laughs> Necessarily, oh, <laughs> your ancestors are people you descend from. Yes. Mm-hmm. If they jumped off the ships and died, you didn't come from them. You came from the people who stayed on the ships and made it. Right. But that, it, it, and I, I, I agree with you, that sort of goes along with Eric's kind of misunderstanding of yes. like that <laughs> stuff. Yeah, right? yeah. It, was like, it was driving me. And I was like, it's such a like beautiful line. Yeah. And the thought is very nice. But if you think about it for about three seconds, you're like, oh, that doesn't actually make sense. Technically, Which it is so yeah. like ho-tappy. It's like, it's, it's exactly every yeah, part exactly. of his plan. Yeah. I never thought about that. That's really. F- it drove me crazy. Okay. <laughs> Counterpoint. What if that's the reason that they wrote it that way? Like. Again, if Killmonger's whole thing is like he misunderstood a bunch of stuff, shouldn't he die that same way? That would be incredible. If that was on purpose? If that was on purpose. I really would need to confirm that it was on purpose, though, because the way it was, I don't know, when I saw people like quoting it and yeah. I was like, do you guys know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> How ancestry works. Yeah. <laughs> Next category, bonus footage. This is a thing where we talk about, is there a moment that happens off screen that we know happens for sure off screen yeah. that we don't get to see that you would like to see where we given the chance. For sure. You got one? Yeah. Okay, go for it. Well, the mom, you know, oh, what yeah. happens, you know, so in the director's commentary, Kugler talks about how the, when Njobu is planning the, the crime, it, se- it seems like when on first viewing, like it, they're talking about a robbery of some kind, but what it is, is apparently is they're looking to break Killmonger, Stevens's mother out of jail. And he's mm. like, oh, and then about know, the very beginning of yeah, the movie. When yeah. That's what they're doing. Yeah. Ooh. And he's like, oh, it was like they were going to break her out of jail. They can't because obviously, you know, it, things break a different way. And then she dies in prison. 
And I was like, oh, she dies. And I was like, this That's, is important information. I was tough. just like, you guys couldn't squeeze this in. <laughs> like we could have shaved down Bucky Barnes like 30 seconds and thrown this in. Like this is a really traumatic situation for this guy. No, like, you know, wonder he's like, there is no turning back. Does he grow up in an orphanage? Do we know that part? Uh, I don't think they mentioned they his early really, childhood. He just joins the military. He and he goes like MIT they, too, said, I think, right? they said he finished Annapolis at like 19. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's just like a, he's far, far beyond driven. Not to quote Pantera, but he is, he is just like on a mission from childhood. All right. Is there a moment in this movie that you would have liked to have seen? I would have liked to see Wakabi's like coat turning a little bit yeah. more. He did that really he easily. He did that real quick. All this did do was show up with Claw and he was like, I'm with him. Yeah. And then when every time he's giving one of his yelling speeches, he's just him nodding like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, hold up, dude. I need to hear how you got there because all this dude did, I get it, He killed, Claw killed your parents. Mm-hmm. But it just seems like, isn't T'Challa like your best friend? Yeah. Wouldn't you have taken just a minute longer to like have a chat with T'Challa first? Right. And see. And your girlfriend is kind of out on this plan. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I would have liked to have seen two things. I would have liked to have seen a little more uh, of a Koye rising to power. Like, I want to know that story. Mm-hmm. Uh, if for no other reason, like, can you at least tell me how her and Wakabi met? Like, that's it. That's a, that's a <laughs> thing. Like, we should talk about that maybe. Also, I really like the idea of they give this great, like, this great little clip where they are explaining who Killmonger is. And like, they're saying that like, they're just recapping him. I would have liked to have seen some of that. Like, let me see military Killmonger. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. gotta be just a, a, let me see his first kill. Let me see his 85th kill. I don't know how many of those things he has on him. It's hundreds. A lot. It's hundreds yeah. of people that he's killed. I would kind of like to see a little bit more of that. If we could do a prequel, Give me the Killmonger origin story. And the tattoo session of him giving himself or whatever oh, those are. Yeah, is he the one who does it? Or how do you do it on your back? Right. Is there somebody else? I would actually like to see just 10 seconds of the dude who, or whoever <laughs> is, is it a branding? Is it a tattoo? I think it's a brand, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I would I would also love to see the meet cute for Killmonger and his girlfriend. <laughs> just yeah. like, is that Tinder? Is yeah, that, what is was it, she doing Did before? they meet at a bookstore? Yeah. Like, I, is, is he taking her wag mama? And it's just like, you know, I have this gig coming up. I think you might want to hang out with me for it. With the, uh, with the kill scars that are on him. If that's somebody else that's doing them, like he's, is he walking into like a tattoo parlor? Like I killed another four, (laughs) like hit me up. Don't worry. It's for a black ops government (laughs) project. Next category, overmatched, undermatched or fair fight. This is, I think the one that you've been waiting for, Christopher. This is about the relationship between Michael B. Jordan as Killmonger versus Chadwick Boseman as T'Challa, like a, like an acting thing. Is he... Is he able to keep up with Chadwick? Chadwick's a great actor. Mm-hmm. He does such a good job of being like very regal and like stately. He seems like real royalty to me, just the way he stands, his posture, the way he talks, the things that he chooses to say or do. Is Killmonger able to keep up with him? Is Michael B. Jordan, as an actor, able to keep up with I, I think they maybe wrote so that Michael B. Jordan's scene, like he kind of has, he certainly not kind of has the more interesting material. Um, In the film. And it seems like maybe that was, I mean, I think you would just do that anyway because it's the film and it's the villain and all of that. But like maybe it was done also to give him a little bit more zhuzh uh, to kind of keep him at more of an even playing field with Chadwick. Mm -hmm. I really, I love Michael B. Jordan a lot. Like I love him. Maybe it's because he's had, 
big pivotal roles in like some of my most beloved movies or TV shows. Like he used in Friday Night Lights, he was in The Wire, he was in Hardball with Keanu Reeves, which is a good movie. <laughs> he was in Creed, he star, he's a mm-hmm. star of Creed, which is my favorite movie of like the last 15 years, yeah. easily. Watching Creed in the theater was probably maybe my favorite all-time movie theater experience. Just being in there. I'd never seen a Rocky movie in a theater. Uh, I think that that's the best one of the franchise. I went with my, my again, with my wife and my uncles and my aunts. And I, we get to the end and I look down and they're all crying. Like, it's just a really powerful thing. I just, I can't talk myself out of Michael B. Jordan, but I feel like that's where you're <laughs> headed, Chris. Well, you missed mentioning that Michael B. Jordan's also in that awkward moment with Zac Efron. <laughs> good movie. Um, it's a good movie. I, I just went, like, so when the first time I saw Black Panther, I do do think that his performance bothered me. I was just like, there's something off about this. There's something almost like he wasn't in the same rehearsals as everybody <laughs> or he's coming in and it feels like he's like not reading off of cue cards, but almost like he's like getting line readings from off stage and then mm-hmm. just repeating the line. There was something like stagey about his performance. And then the second time I watched it, it kind of clicked for me. I think partially because there's a couple of scenes where he seems like a different person. Obviously the scene with his father, that's kind of like happening out of time and the tear, you know, which is incredibly moving. And then the, the death scene. But what the other scenes that I, that you see, like when he enters the throne room, when he's making these speeches, when he's talking to the museum curator and everything, you start to think about this guy who's probably been planning for these moments for like 15 years. He's probably been thinking about what's going to happen when I walk into this throne room and I challenge for the crown. Did he plan after he becomes king, his first meeting with the council when he walks in and he's not wearing a shirt? Did he, <laughs> Did he plan, plan that? that? I don't know. That's Take a great the question. Take shirt off of me now. <laughs> I'm going into the throne room. But I almost felt like the performance made more sense if you think about it through that lens. Like, what if this person had been thinking about these words and these moments for a long time? They would almost feel prepared. They would almost mm-hmm. feel like I am here to <laughs> claim the throne. And it kind of feels like he's like in my head. I've been I've been playing this out over and over again. And that's kind of how that scene goes when he's like, ask me my name, ask me my name. Right. You know, ask who I am. You're Eric Stevens, an American black operative. A mercenary nicknamed Killmonger, that's who you are. That's not my name, princess. Ask me, King. No. Ask me. Take him away. Ungubani! Indingu and Jadaka! Unyanaka Njobu! Huh? Unyanaka Njobu? I found my daddy with panther claws in his chest! You ain't the son of a king, you are the son of a murderer! Uyabosisa! Lies! It's a lot of declarations. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, that's the kind of thing that you would do if you were like, I'm psycho. And, you know, he's obviously a very competent person. So I don't know how much like affirmation he has to do in the mirror, but he seems like he's like prepared for that. And I thought that that really explained the performance, which otherwise feels almost out of place in the movie. But I think it works. He's supposed to be out of place. Well, what I will say is I and I love Chadwick. I think that there are probably a couple other actors who could have been Black Panther and I don't know who else if I'm casting this movie if I'm recasting this movie tomorrow I don't know who else I'm getting to play Killmonger exactly. yeah. I really I, I don't know and so I think that that's the best answer he I is have. more crucial last category this is my favorite category it's called regrets 
Who makes the biggest mistake when dealing with Killmonger? That's what we have to decide. I've got five options for you. Feel free to throw in another one um, if I didn't catch this one. Number one, keep talking about her, his girlfriend for being his girlfriend. <laughs> I feel like you should have picked up on some of these signs. Maybe the first time you like go on a date and he wears a short sleeve shirt, you're like, hey, what's going on here? What are we? What you know what? Maybe she was also, are, are there any women in black ops? Probably not. Yeah, I think Men. so. Are there? G.I. Jane. Sure. Maybe maybe she was also the most generous reading. Maybe she also wasn't An great. assassin. Yeah, yeah right. maybe yeah. she was. And so they had they bonded over that, perhaps. I guess that's true. Because she did kill the, the one woman. That, she straight uh, up museum. poisoned yeah, that lady. Right. After working at that museum. So it was just like a lot of commitment <laughs> they had, to the They, had, they, they passed they, each other in the break room. Yeah. Like. All right. So she's out. Um, Claw for working with them. Like, would Claw it? regret it? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. You think so, right? Yeah. <laughs> but it's just the biggest, I'm going to go through all of them. He definitely regrets it. He even says it like, oh, to think I, I just I, thought you were whatever, whatever American. All right. Um, here's an actual real contender for biggest mistake. T'Challa for accepting the challenge. Yeah, I didn't, I was like. Just say no, right? Just don't do it. Just say no. Yeah. The, the parliamentary rules of the challenge are a little confusing. They are, because everyone, it, Wakabi was like, you got to do it, man. And then it seems like a bunch of the people there would have been like, no, like the elders. Yeah, they just were straight it, up. It did not like, seem like the yeah. elders were like forcing him to do this. And again, it was the male ego where he was just like, no. I'm going to beat him. I'm going to prove that I'm better than him. And I was like, you dummy. <laughs> yeah, what <laughs> are you don't doing? don't do it. You see how wide his shoulders are. Like, this guy's going to be a problem. You just got a rundown that he's killed hundreds of people. Yeah. Just say no. Put your claws in his chest like his dad. Kill him. Get him out of here. We don't got to worry about it. Yeah. Like, if, if you guys have so much great vibranium technology, just get a pair of handcuffs that works. And be like, you know what? We'll, we'll address this. We're going to think about it a little bit. But for now, you're in jail. Yeah. Yeah, you don't have to make that decision right then. That's a big mistake, I think. Okay, another one for T'Challa. He accepts the, the fight. They start fighting, and T'Challa has a chance to kill him in the beginning. He's, like, winning the fight. He knocks him down. He puts the spear to his face, and he shouts, yield. Like, I want you to give up. Instead of just fucking sticking it in his neck. <laughs> that would have been a weird movie. <laughs> <That would've... laughs> but like, it was, like, 49 minutes long, and it ended with Black Panther stabbing that guy in the face. But, like, kill him. Get him out of here. You already see what's going on. You know everything. I don't understand. I feel like T'Challa was just really, in this period, he screwed up a whole bunch of times. He, he just did. was. But this is classic superhero stuff. Is like you always are, ju you know, using your morality in these situations where morality should probably be thrown out the window. This is like the whole Superman conundrum, right? Probably. You know, it's like where he's like, I don't want to kill anybody. I don't want to kill. Yeah. I, I can throw a building through another building, but I don't want to kill anybody. You know, it, isn't it a fight to the death? Yes. Yeah. Like that's, the whole, that's the rule. Yeah. And what die about or this dude makes you think he's going to be he, like, I give up. Right. This was tough. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> and the uh, last option I have. So we have his girlfriend for being his girlfriend. We have Claw for working with him. We have T'Challa for accepting the challenge. We have T'Challa for not killing him when he had mm -hmm. the chance. Just kill the guy. He's going to die anyway. And then the last one is, can we blame Killmonger for not accepting T'Challa's invitation to like save his life? Who makes the biggest mistake out of those five people? Or do if you have another one, well, throw it out there. Killmonger makes you, the biggest mistake. You think so? I mean, he... Of the, of the three who died in this, he's the only one who, and not that I necessarily, I don't know that he would have been rehabilitated, but he's the only one who could have done something perhaps sort of 
useful mm-hmm. had he stayed alive mm-hmm. or or could have seen something that he wanted to happen, maybe not seen through, but like a little bit of what he was hoping for. And so he would have had an opportunity and, you know, I don't know, T'Challa seems pretty lenient. Yeah. Probably wouldn't have put you in a, in a real jail. Yeah. You would have just, been, you would have been like Bucky. They're going to put you in a little yeah. hut <laughs> right. on the edge of, on the edge of Wakanda and have fun. Yeah. Superhero movies are about reinvention. There's, yeah. there's, Totally an opportunity for Killmonger to be like, I'm all right now. It's cool. I'm, yeah. sorry. I'm sorry about that. I chilled <laughs> out. Send me to another planet if you need to, but like, I'm okay. Is it your pick as well for biggest mistake? Yeah, I think so. I can't, I can't get past T'Challa accepting the challenge. I just really feel like he screwed up. I feel like it's kind of like right Brexit. There. Like they probably, like they, they're like, it happened. And then they were like, oh shit. And now, but they're like, but we can't, we can't undo it. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> we got to go through with it. I also love the idea of. This is the most advanced society in the history of the world. Hey, but guess what? We're going to decide our leader by fist fight. Yeah. Like, that's <laughs> great. And it, that's I, great. It took me a second when I was first watching the movie to understand like that his power. Like, I mean, I heard him say it like the power of the Black Panther, whatever. And I was like, really? Like, isn't the whole point of being the king like you you have the power? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, just kind of like, wouldn't it be way more impressive if someone beat you while you were Black Panther? I'd be like, oh, you should definitely be the yes. king then. Yeah. Yes. And so, that's what that's what Killmonger did when he became king. He was yeah. like, everything else, we're not doing that anymore. Yeah, yeah. You got to beat me like yeah. this for yeah. sure. Yeah. It even tells him when Black Panther shows back up and he's like, oh, all that challenge shit is over. We yeah. can't yeah. do that anymore. Yeah. I've amended that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I had some footnotes. <laughs> You've been listening to Villains. I'm Shay Serrano. Chris Ryan and Kara Brown were my guests today. Read Chris on TheRinger.com and find Kara on Twitter at Kara R. Brown. Villains is a production of The Ringer. It's executive produced by Juliet Littman. Kara Hart is our producer and Bobby Wagner is our researcher. Our engineer for this episode is Kaya McMullen. Thank you to Daniel Birch for our theme music. Next week, the animated movie Villains.